Oh, good morning. I said good morning once, but then some ad popped up. So now we're back. Chapter 3 is Henry Gets a Haircut. And this morning, besides Keith and Jeffrey and Ellie, we have Owen here. And Owen's listening to the story. Henry Gets a Haircut. Henry was looking through the refrigerator for something to eat. Something that wasn't too hard and wasn't too chewy because he had two teeth so loose he could wiggle them with his tongue. They were upper teeth, one on either side of his four grown-up front teeth. Henry wanted to keep them three more days so he would have something to show off to the other boys the first day of school. Ribsy pawed at the refrigerator door. All right, said Henry, you've been pretty good about keeping out of trouble lately. He tossed a piece of horse meat to him. Let's see, thought Henry, poking first his loose right tooth and then his loose left tooth with his tongue. Peanut butter is too sticky. I guess I'll have some bread and apricot pineapple jam. As he reached for the jam jar, Henry heard his mother come in the front door. Hi, Mom, he called. Hi, she answered and entered the kitchen with her arms full of packages. Wait till you see what I bought. What? asked Henry. He wiggled first his right tooth and then his left tooth as he took a slice of bread out of the bread box. Mrs. Huggins dumped her packages on the draining board. Electric clippers, she announced. The colossal drugstore was having a sale. Only $6.95 marked down from $9.95. Clippers for what? Henry asked as he spread butter on the bread. He wiggled his left tooth. Hmm, he thought it's a little bit looser than the right tooth. Hair clippers, of course, answered his mother. Henry stopped wiggling his teeth. Clippers for whose hair? He asked suspiciously. Now, Henry, said Mrs. Huggins soothingly, I'm sure that with a little practice, I can do just as good a job as the barber. And with the price of haircuts, think of the money we'll save. Mom, wailed Henry, clutching his hair. He didn't want to save money. He wanted to save his hair. Are you going to cut Dad's hair too? Mrs. Huggins laughed as she unwrapped the clippers. Your father's hair is precious now that it's getting so thin on top. We can't afford to take chances with it. My hair's precious too, said Henry, deciding he wasn't hungry after all. He handed Ribsy the bread and butter and watched him gulp it down. He, then he leaned gloomily against the refrigerator and wiggled first his right tooth and then his left tooth. Jeepers, he thought, now what am I going to do? Mrs. Huggins took a sheet out of a drawer. Henry, why do you keep making such an awful face, she asked. I'm not making faces, said Henry. I'm wiggling my loose teeth. Which teeth are loose, Mrs. Huggins asked. Maybe she'll forget about cutting my hair, thought Henry, as he went to his mother and bared his teeth. These teeth, this one, and this, he lifts, as he wiggled first his right tooth and then his left tooth with his tongue. They're your canine teeth, remarked Mrs. Huggins. Canine, repeated Henry, delighted that he was distracting his mother. I thought canine meant dog. It does, answered his mother. The cuspids are called canine teeth because they're pointed like a dog's teeth. Hey, teeth like a dog, said Henry. He bared his teeth and growled at Ribsy. Then Mrs. Huggins said briskly, Now, Henry, don't try to change the subject. 
You sit on this chair and I'll put this sheet around your neck and I'll go to work. Right this minute? Henry asked mournfully. Right this minute. Right this minute, said Mrs. Huggins. Your hair is so scraggly on the back of your neck it looks like fringe. Mom, wailed Henry, you can't do this to me. Now, Henry, don't worry, said his mother reassuringly. On the way home, I stopped and watched a barber cutting hair, so I know just how it's done. Do you think Dad will want to cut my hair, Henry asked. Oh, yes. Do you, oh, I'm sorry. Do you think Dad will want you to cut my hair, Henry asked. Oh, yes, answered Mrs. Huggins. I phoned him and talked it over with him before I bought the clippers. He thought it was a good idea. Might have known they'd stick together, Henry thought miserably, as he slid down in the chair. Why can't the phone ring or something? Mrs. Huggins plugged the clippers into the wall and turned on the switch. They chattered so furiously that Henry could not help ducking. Ribsy tucked his tail between his legs and hastily left the kitchen. Henry felt his mother's hand on top of his head and heard the clippers at the back of his neck. Then he felt them touch his skin. Ow, he exclaimed, they're cold. Now, Henry, I haven't even begun to clip, said his mother. Henry gritted his teeth. The clippers touched the back of his neck and whizzed up his head. Mom, protested Henry, feeling the back of his head. That's too short. These clippers do cut awfully fast. For the first time, Mrs. Huggins sounded doubtful. Once more, the clippers tickled Henry's neck and chattered up the back of his head. There, said Mrs. Huggins. I didn't get it quite so close that time. But it's supposed to match, said Henry. I'll take a little off right here to even it up, said Mrs. Huggins. The clippers swooped down on Henry's head. Then they whizzed up the back again. Just wait till the kids see this, thought Henry gloomily. Hey, what's going on in here? It was Henry's father. The clippers made so much noise that neither Henry nor his mother had heard him come in. Dad, wailed Henry, look what Mom's done to me. Hmm, said Mr. Huggins, your hair looks as if the moths had got into it. Mrs. Huggins began to laugh, but Henry did not think it was very funny. Who wanted to go around with moth-eaten hair? He slid farther down his chair and scowled at the kitchen wall. Here, let me try, said Mr. Huggins. I ought to know how to cut hair. I've watched the barber cut mine often enough. He started the clippers, chattering again. Henry sat up. Maybe his father would be better at cutting hair. He felt his right ear being folded down and heard the clippers whiz up the side of his head. Oops, said Mr. Huggins. What do you mean, oops, demanded Henry crossly. Instead of answering, Mr. Huggins put his hand under Henry's chin, tipped his head back and looked first at the right side and then at the left. He folded down Henry's left ear and ran the clipper up the side of his head. Then he stepped back to look at the results. Not too bad, he observed. Henry groaned. What do we do at the top, asked Henry's father. Mow it? Dad, yelled Henry. Mrs. Huggins giggled. Henry scowled. Mr. Huggins held a lock of Henry's hair up with a comb and sheared the ends off with the clippers. This isn't so easy, he said. Your hair grows every which way back here. He combed and clipped another lock and then another. There, he said at last, and turned off the clippers. Neither of Henry's parents spoke. Let me see. Henry jerked off the sheet and ran to the mirror in his room. 
He stared, too horrified to speak. His hair was shorter on the left side than on the right. Both sides were rough and the top looked chewed. Henry ran his hands over the back of his head. He did not need to see it. He could tell what his father meant about moths. He could never go outside, outdoors, looking like this. He would have to stay in the house for weeks, even months, until his hair grew out. Mrs. Huggins came into the room and put her arm around Henry's shoulders. I'm sorry, Henry. I thought I could do a better job, she said. I'm sure it will look all right in a few days. Don't worry, son, said Mr. Huggins. It'll grow out in no time, and next time we'll do it better. Next time, Henry stared at himself in the mirror. I can't go to school looking like this. I'll have to stay home. I'll get behind in arithmetic, and I won't know the folk dances, and... Oh, Henry interrupted his mother. It isn't that bad. It'll be growing out before you know it. But it won't grow out by Monday, and that's when school starts. When Henry's mother and father left the room, Henry threw himself on the bed and pounded the pillow with his fist. He would have to think of something to do about his hair. He would just have to. That was all. Maybe he'd get a wig or have all his hair cut off and say he was tired of having hair. There was one thing he was sure of. He couldn't face the kids, especially Scooter, looking like this. Some bits of hair that had fallen down Henry's back made him itch. It scratched. He scratched and thought. Then he got up and pulled on his Daniel Boone coonskin then he got up and pulled his Daniel Boone coonskin hat out of a drawer. He put it on and looked at himself in the mirror. No, it wouldn't do. Even with the tail hanging down, too much hair showed. He put it back and pulled out his sailor hat. No, that wouldn't do either. Wait a minute, he thought, and turned down the brims. Yes, that did it. The turned down brim hid every bit of his hair. It hid his eyebrows too, but he didn't care. Henry looked at himself in the mirror, wiggled first his right tooth and then his left tooth and felt a little better. Maybe he could find something to rub into his scalp to stimulate the growth of hair, the way the advertisement said. Ribsy whimpered at the front door. Henry let him out and then decided to go out with him. Even if he did look funny, he'd better keep his eye on Ribsy every minute. He wasn't going to miss that fishing trip if he could help it. Henry sat on the front steps with his arm around Ribsy's neck and laid his cheek against Ribsy's ear. Good old Ribsy. He seemed to understand. Funny how Ribsy's ears were so silky when the rest of his hair was so rough. And he smelled good too, a nice doggy smell. Henry scratched Ribsy behind his right ear. Thump, thump, thump went Ribsy's tail on the steps. Then Ribsy trotted into the shrubbery and came back with his rope, which he dropped which he dropped at Henry's feet. He looked at Henry and wagged his tail. Oh, so you want to play tug-of-war? Henry tossed one end of the rope to his dog who grabbed it with his mouth and growled a pretend growl. Henry pulled at the rope. Ribsy hung on and pulled harder. Good old Ribsy, said Henry. It wasn't every dog that would play tug-of-war. Henry was still playing with Ribsy when he noticed Scooter McCarthy pedaling down Clickathat Street on his bicycle with Robert riding on the back fender. It was too late for Henry to retreat into the house. His friends had already seen him. Scooter stopped in front of Henry. Hi, he said. Why are you wearing that sailor hat like that for? None of your beeswax, answered Henry. The two boys got off the bicycle and joined Henry on the steps. 
Henry watched Scooter in case he tried to snatch the sailor hat. I bet all your hair fell out, said Scooter. I bet you're bald. My hair didn't either fall out, said Henry. Then why, began Robert. Henry quickly interrupted. I have two loose teeth, he said to change the subject. See, this, and this. They're canine teeth. That means teeth like a dog. Oh, I lost those teeth ages ago, boasted Scooter. Sure you did, said Henry. You're older than me. How about letting me pull them out for you, suggested Scooter. No, let me, begged Robert. Nope, said Henry, pleased at their attention, getting their attention away from his hat. Oh, come on, Huggins, coaxed Scooter. I'll give you a piece of Chinese money that has a hole in the center. Henry shook his head. He hoped he could keep them talking about his teeth until his mother called him in to dinner. Please, Henry, said Robert, I'll let you make a tunnel out of a coffee can for my electric railroad. Henry did not answer. He wiggled his teeth and kept an eye on Scooter. You keep quiet, Scooter said to Robert. I asked him first. He's more my friend than he is yours, answered Robert. We're the same age and we're in the same room at school. Henry wiggled his teeth and let the boys argue. While they were arguing, Mary Jane, Beezus, and her little sister Ramona came down the street. Henry could tell they had been to the store because Mary Jane was carrying a jar full of mayonnaise, Beezus a carton of milk, and Ramona a pound of butter, which wouldn't break if she dropped it. Henry has two loose teeth at the same time, Robert announced to the girls. Let's see, said Beezus eagerly. Oh, it's nothing, said Henry modestly as he bared his teeth. He wiggled first the right tooth and then the left tooth while the girls watched and admired. If he kept them busy looking at his teeth, they might not say anything about his hat. If you'll tie strings to them, I'll be glad to pull them out for you, said Beezus. Hey, I asked first, Scooter reminded Henry. Nope, said Henry. Henry Huggins, you better pull them out, said Mary Jane. My dentist says if you leave loose teeth in too long, it makes your grown-up teeth come in crooked. Henry scratched at the bits of hair down his back as he thought it over. Nope, he said to keep the argument going. I'm going to keep them. If you tie strings on them and tie the other ends to a doorknob and slam the door, they come out without even hurting, said Beezus. He could eat a whole bunch of chewy candy. That would pull the teeth out, suggested Mary Jane. That's no fun, objected Scooter. Besides, he might swallow them. He could tie a string to each tooth and then tie rocks to the other end of the strings and throw the rocks in the river. Robert looked pleased with his suggestion. I know a better way, said Scooter. He could tie the rocks to his teeth and walk along a railroad track until he came to a high trestle, and when he got to the middle, he could throw the rocks off. Boy, that would really pull them out. I know, said Robert. He could tie the other ends of the string to the back of a fire engine. And when it took off, yow, would his teeth come out in a hurry. He could tie them to a skyrocket and set it off. Zowie, that would really be something to watch. Scooter looked proud of himself to think of this idea. Now you're being silly, said Mary Jane. Anyway, the 4th of July is past. Say, whose teeth are they anyway, demanded Henry. Was Scooter eyeing his hat? He couldn't be sure, so he continued. Besides, I don't want to lose the teeth for keeps. I want to put them under my pillow at night and find dimes instead of teeth in the morning. Anyway, I'll think of a way to pull them myself. How? 
Everyone wanted to know. You just wait, said Henry. It'll be a good way. A way nobody ever pulled teeth before. Then he wished he hadn't said it. Now he would have to think of a way to pull teeth, and he already had troubles enough. He scratched his back where the loose hair made him itch and wished his mother would hurry up and call him in to dinner. What do you keep scratching for? Scooter asked, glancing at Henry's hat. I itch, said Henry coldly. Ramona, shrieked Beezus suddenly. Now look what you've done. Ramona was busy eating the pound of butter, which she had unwrapped and was holding in her grimy little hands. Ribsy finished licking the greasy paper and moved closer to help Ramona finish the butter. Ribsy, yelled Henry and grabbed his dog by the collar. He couldn't have Ribsy eating the Quimby's butter. Beezus's mother would be sure to complain if he did. The Quimby's might eat butter that had been licked by Ramona, but they probably wouldn't eat butter licked by Ribsy even though he was a nice, clean dog. Ribsy strained so hard toward the butter that Henry had to hang on to his collar with both hands. Ribsy coughed and pawed the air with his front feet. Cut it out, Ribsy, ordered Henry. Do you want me to get in trouble? Ramona, just wait till Mother sees this butter, scolded Beezus as she pried at her little sister's slippery fingers. Look at it. It's all squeezed and dirty. Out of the corner of his eye, Henry saw Scooter raise his hand. Henry let go of Ribsy's collar. The dog bounded forward, and Henry clapped his hands to his head an instant too late. Scooter had snatched the sailor hat. You give me that hat, yelled Henry, trying to cover his hair with one hand while he grabbed at his hat with the other. Try and get it, taunted Scooter and began to laugh. Boy, oh boy, look at the haircut. Ribsy, screamed Beezus. I got him, said Robert, grabbing Ribsy by the collar. Henry Huggins, what happened to you? Mary Jane was horrified. You look all chewed. Wow, exclaimed Robert, keeping a firm grip on Ribsy's collar. Look at that hair. Scooter McCarthy, you give me that hat. Henry tried to grab it, but Scooter held it out of reach. What happened, Henry? Robert asked. Did you cut your own hair? Ah, keep quiet, said Henry. It looks as if something had been chewing on it. Scooter stopped and laughed. Look at it. Did you ever see anything so chewed? Beezus, who was trying to stuff the melting remains of the butter back into the box, looked at Henry. I know what happened. His mother cut his hair. That's what I can tell because my mother cuts my hair and she never gets the bangs straight. Is that what happened? Scooter demanded as he spun Henry's hat around on his finger. Henry kicked at a tuft of grass. He was too miserable to answer. Boy, she really fixed you, said Scooter, laughing harder than ever. Look at those nicks in back and the way it sticks out over your ears. I'm glad my mother doesn't cut my hair, said Robert. I wouldn't want to go around looking like that. Wait till the kids at school see it, said Scooter. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. It does look pretty awful, says Beezus. She tried to hang on to her little sister's greasy fingers. I guess it's easier to cut girls' hair. Henry did not have a thing to say. He knew how awful his hair looked. At last, Mrs. Huggins came out on the porch. Henry, dinner is ready, she called. Henry caught the sailor hat as Scooter tossed it to him. Come on, you old dog, he said to Ribsy as he climbed the front steps. Look at all the trouble you got me into just because I was trying to keep you out of trouble. Now what am I going to do? Ribsy's ears and tail drooped 
as he followed Henry into the house. Well, that's chapter 3. Chapter 4 tomorrow is called Henry's Canine Teeth. That will be a good one to read, won't it? Henry's Canine Teeth. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Trayton. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Emmett. Goodbye, Corin. Goodbye, Elijah. Goodbye, Ezekiel. And goodbye, Athena. And goodbye, except it's not goodbye, Owen is here. So goodbye, everyone. Have a great day.